0: welcome back this is coffee and a Convo podcast in case you didn't know what you clicked on and my name is cameron and my name is jenna
1: and this is a podcast a lifestyle podcast where we talk about everything from food to health to things we try we have guest episodes on here we talk a lot about like i don't know girl things
0: Pretty much anything. Literally anything that happens to be on the top of our minds at the moment. And you
1: guys get to experience it with us. You do. And this week, we are here with another We It episode. And we decided to take the Enneagram test. Um, It's been a huge thing, actually, for a couple years. I feel like it was a bigger thing a couple years ago. And I just never really got into it. So we decided to go ahead and take that. And then along with that, we retook our love language test because that can change um, the older you get and just the more mature and, like, the things you go through in life. And then we also took, a just a personality test. So, we are gonna tell you guys about those, why... I don't know, honestly, how they can, like, help you, help your relationships. And we're gonna tell you what, what ours are, so...
0: Get to know us a little bit better. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, Jenna, what are we drinking today? We are drinking an iced matcha latte. Um, I get my matcha, personally, <coughs> from TJ Maxx, um... And actually, the one that we currently have, it's a matcha with collagen mixed into it. Oh. I actually stole it from Serena, so um, I don't 100% know where she got hers, but I know that I do get mine. For, you, you can get, get a good one, one from TJ Maxx, oh. or you can just get it on Amazon, really. And I like it because um, it's something different. It's a different way to, you know, get your collagen intake in. Um... It's good with, like, a little honey
1: or maple syrup if you're trying to be natural. Yep. But lots of people really like it, like, with a white chocolate syrup, too. So. And obviously, whatever milk you drink, your milk preference, that's just fine.
0: That's your business. If any of you guys watch Tabitha Brown. (laughs) Um, yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty, pretty good. Pretty soothing. I like a good tea every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you need a little break from coffee. Switch it up. Spice things up. Okay, so
1: today we're gonna to be talking about well, in our intro, about our current favorite snack obsessions. And I feel like we talk about this a lot, but we're always finding new snacks. So yeah. we always gotta be updating you guys and there's always new things on the market and always new things at Target and Aldi and Costco and wherever you get your food. So, um,
0: yeah, Jenna, do you have one or do you want me to go first? I can go. I know you go. I know yeah, you go. So my current obsession, and I know a lot of people's obsession, is that those true fruit things, and so they come in, like, I think strawberry, cherry, and raspberry. What I really like are the raspberries, though, and they're frozen raspberries, and they're dipped in white chocolate, uh, and then dipped, yeah. dip, dipped in milk or dark chocolate, and you guys, they are so good. They're, like, 90 calories for, like, five pieces, Oh, and they're just delicious, really and, good. like, I, the older I get, the less that I really crave sweet things. Like, I'm more, like, give me the cheese and, like, the salty, savory carbs yeah, and stuff. I feel that. But every once in a while, I'm like, I just need a little, like, something sweet, you know? I mean, okay. I don't, it doesn't need to be a lot. I don't really, like, I don't want cookies. I want something, and, and sometimes fruit just doesn't cut it. So this is really mm-hmm. nice, because it's just, like, a little bite of not too guilty, but not too healthy either, and it just cuts the craving, and it's so good. And where do you get it from? Um, I got mine from Hy-Vee. I know they have them at, like, Hy-Vee or Target. I don't know about Walmart, but, um... I'm sure they'll be in Walmart before too soon if they're not already. And, yeah, they're super delicious. Malia was talking about them. And then I have a co-worker at work who just oh, jumped on the bandwagon. Okay. Um, I think someone said they would have them at Costco, too. So, yes. Guess yourself some. We'll post a picture of it um, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. In case you know, you don't sit there and take notes in the middle of your podcasts.
1: Because a lot of people don't. Because a lot of I people I actually don't. do stop mine sometimes to take notes. Right, I pause it or, like, stop work. Right. Yeah. Like, I need to write this down. Um, okay, so the main thing that made me want to talk about this is my obsession with the Sieta grain-free tortilla chips. Have you seen these? I'm gonna show Jenna a picture. Ooh. Um, these are the nacho ones and they have all different flavors though. That's not letting me go back. Here, Jenna, see Ooh. these are the ones you've probably seen in the store if you've ever seen them. I haven't
0: ever seen them. Yeah. Where so do you get them? You
1: can get it at Target. On here it shows that you can get them at Thrive Market and you get like a whole dollar off, which is obviously really nice because these things are freaking expensive. Um, But you can also get them, they have, like, the huge bag of just the um, lime ones at Costco. Um, Or you can get them, I thought there was another place I was going to say, Target, oh, like, just a health food section. Like, I got them at, um, I got them at the health food section in Cub Foods. Wow, I'm sounding like a Minnesotan because we do not have we don't have Cub Foods around here, do we? No, I've never even heard of it. Yeah, and so they they don't gone over to
0: the dark side. They don't have
1: high V, but they have yeah. Anyways, I got these at Cub Foods in the health food section. So for those of you Minnesotan listeners, that's where you can get them because you're probably like, what the heck is high V? Um, so the reason I am so obsessed with them is because they're grain free, and I've been starting to notice that like certain grains and like just. Probably the way things are processed and gluten and all that stuff actually really gives me, like, a tummy ache and makes me feel bloated. And so, yeah, they're vegan, vegetarian, obviously, um, gluten-free, and all that's in them is cassava flour, avocado oil is it for the oil, coconut flour, and then get this. To make them, like, nacho-y, they use nutritional yeast, tomato powder, ground chia seed, sea salt, citric acid, jalapeno powder, onion powder, garlic mm. powder, and sereno powder. So, they're so good for you. Like, that's
0: all, like, whole like food that natural yeast thing is nutritional yeast right now all everyone's using that to like make you know like healthy yeah healthy like mac and cheese i mean yeah uh vegan mac and cheese and stuff yeah
1: so i was actually just really obsessed with the lime ones brady and i were getting them for like nachos and everything because i just haven't been eating regular i've only been eating the grain free tortilla chips because it just makes me feel a lot better and so we've been getting those, and then I saw this nacho, like, it's like a Dorito-like style one. So good, and I could not believe there was no cheese on it. Like, it was just nutritional yeast. Um, and it's super good. I've been getting, Jenna, I noticed in her fridge too, um, the fresh cut, like fresh made salsa from Aldi Mm, and dipping mm -hmm. this in it and it is my favorite snack ever. It is so good. Okay. And then one other thing I want to talk about real fast is I got on the bandwagon of making like date bites. So I took the date and some almond butter and then I put some of my Stevia sweetened chocolate chips on top Mm. and put them in the freezer for 10 minutes and take it out and it is like dessert.
0: Yeah, yeah. One thing that I've also been getting really into lately, as far as eating goes, is your um to help with like inflammation and stuff like that. You're supposed to eat a lot of fermented food. Mm. Yes, I've heard that. And helping your inflammation is supposed to help with I don't know something probably with like everything. Yeah. There's something specific about like balancing your hormones and fermented food, and I don't know. One of the YouTubers I follow is talking about it all the time, and I and I'm pretty sure she said sauerkraut was one of those things. And so I've been eating a lot of sauerkraut lately and I just I literally snack on it. Like I will grab the jar from the fridge and Strange has been doing this too. we will just like grab the jar from the fridge and eat like a few forkfuls and it's like like no calories at all. Right, and it's just it's, it's good. That's how I am like with pickles. Right, <laughs> which I mean it kind yeah. of is like similar but yeah, it's it's really good. So that's been my other more weird snack. That was strange. I did I saw her do it the other day. She's
1: not lying. Okay, so with that, we're going to jump in and tell you guys about the test that we took. Tests. 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 That we took, and yeah, so here we go. Okay, so first things first, we're going to talk about the Enneagram test, and I just wanted to walk through the different types that you can be on the Enneagram, because Everyone always talks about this and I was always really confused. So I think this will just help you guys understand a little bit better. But there are nine different types. Um one is the reformer. So this is going to be the ideal idealistic type, purposeful, self-controlled, the perfectionist. Um and then number 2 is helper, caring, interpersonal type, demonstrative, generous, people-pleasing. Number 3 is the achiever, the success-oriented Uh, adaptive, excelling, very driven. Number four is the individualist, so going to be sensitive, um, expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed. Number five is the investigator, intense, uh, innovative, secretive, and isolated. Number six is the loyalist, so going to be committed, security-oriented, engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. Number seven is the enthusiast, busy, fun-loving, spontaneous, versatile, Distractible and scattered. Number eight is the challenger, powerful, dominating, self confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. And then number nine, last one, is the peacemaker, so easygoing, um, receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. So that is all the different types that you can be. You can find the test really easy online. It takes probably like 10 to 15 minutes of your time. Um, and yeah, so I guess that we're gonna tell you guys what we are. Um, I am a seven wing eight. And pretty much what that means is, because I was really confused by the whole wing thing, but whichever number, so means I'm a 7, I could either be a wing 6 or a wing 8, so it's the one that's like right next to mine, and it's whichever one that you score higher in. So I scored higher in the 8, so that means that I am a 7 wing 8. So um, people with an Enneagram type 7 wing 8 personality tend to identify most with the 7 type but share many attributes with the 8 they tend to be enthusiastic, determined, and protective in their behavior. They are generally more tough and work-oriented than o- than other seven types, and seven with an eight-wing fear being deprived. They want to pursue new opportunities mm. and avoid being controlled by schedules. <laughs> so um, we're going to talk a little bit more about our types, but I think Jenna needs to say what type she is. <laughs>
0: Um, I am also seven wing eight, but what was really interesting to me is that right, right, right behind that was um the type four two, which is the, what is type four? Is the individualist. Okay, okay. So, I don't know, like, what your third was, but I thought my third was interesting, so I put it in there anyway because, I don't know, it's just, I, it's so interesting that, like, you take these tests, and then you read out... It's not, like, a horoscope where it's, like, vague. It's, like, yeah. you read through very detailed things, and they're pretty much describing you, and you're like, well, what? that was rude. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, some things are good, and some things are positive, but then they, like, like point out your, like, shortcomings yeah. or your faults, and you're like, okay, like, why'd you yeah. have to call me out like that? But yeah, I'm also, same as Cameron, oh, um, seven, wing eight, and then I, ha- I was really high for the four, two, which is the individualist, but...
1: I think what's so cool about this is you can, like, find out what other, like, if you ask someone else what theirs is and they know where they take it, and then you can, I think it helps you relate with that person, and it's, like, there's entire tests out there and things you can Mm -hmm. read, so, like, say your boyfriend is, I'm literally making up a number, a three-wing four, then you can, or your husband or your girlfriend or whatever, your significant other you can be like, oh, this is how they're processing everything. This is how they're thinking. This right. is why they do this, because they have they're successfully oriented and they are a driver. And oh, maybe they're sensitive because they have that wing forward of them. And like it's just really interesting. And I think it helps you understand another person and under because right. I know I have Brady's written down, but it, I don't can't think of it right now. But I know when I found out his, like it tells me all of his like positive attributes and like why he does what he does. Right. And I was like okay, that makes sense now. Right. Like, I get
0: it. Like, I always wondered why. I... how your brain is shaped Yeah, it.
1: exactly. So I think that's really interesting. And, yeah, it just, like, offers a roadmap to address the specific challenges of each personality type that we have. Right. And, I don't know. I really not And it like can that.
0: even, if you, like, if you go further in, I know this is the case with, like, like, how we said, like, the love language test and even the 16 personality test, it, you can go more in depth to it and they've written books and stuff on it. Like, Or you can put in, like, hey, I'm this and my significant other is this. And then it'll be, like, this is going to be your strengths as a relationship. And sometimes you have to pay for it because, like, everyone's trying to make a buck. However, you can still do it. And it'll be, like, this is your strengths as a couple. This is going to be your weaknesses. This is where you're going to need to work. This is where you guys are going to butt heads. And it honestly can, like, can help you out because it's not just, like, sometimes you know if you're having shortcomings in your friendships or even your you know relationships or whatever it can help you like Cameron said kind of like a roadmap mm-hmm. to be oh, okay this is how our brains are wired and that's why this is happening here's why it's happening here's why he sees it this way here's why I see it this way yeah and let's work through it and it kind of just it's like you're not just fumbling around trying to figure it out it gives you some direction to Trying to make things better, I think.
1: Yeah, and I think it can be super helpful, also, like in the professional life. Like, yeah. you like find out that this person's a three, or you find out your boss is a three, and you're like, oh my gosh, I absolutely can't do this. Like, I need right. to do that. Or like, you don't even have to take the test. Like, you can look at some people and just kind of know. know what number they are. You're like, oh, you're such a tail. Or, <laughs> you're such a
0: tail. I've just heard
1: like I've heard different people say that on podcasts. They're like, what Enneagram type are you? And they'll tell them like, oh, I knew it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I knew it's it. It's just
0: funny. Um, I feel like I feel like Enneagram tests are like the logical person's um like astrology astrology yes it's like yeah a little bit less woo woo a little bit a little less woo woo, a little more psychologically based so Yes. yes I feel that
1: um okay do you want to move on to the next one or do you have anything else you want to say about this one
0: um I just I think that it's like so so if you read just like the little blips um, Of each person? Have it as, yeah, the little blips, like, on the actual site when you get done with it. It's, it's, type 7 is described as a, it, whoop, type 7 is described as the enthusiast. 7s want to have as much fun and adventure as possible <laughs> and are easily bored. And That is so us. Which is, like, so us. And then you read, like, you read more in depth. And there's even stuff in there about, like, traveling and having yeah. curiosity for the world and how things work. Because if you look at it, Cameron and I... We're really not alike in a lot of ways, but in this test, like, we're like, oh, yeah, that all. Yeah. So even though our personalities are so different, it also shows how we're, like, very similar yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And it how we so think similar in a lot of ways. Because I honestly did not think we were going to test the same No, all. I didn't think so either. Like, but if you look at it, everything that they point out rings true for both of us. It's just in which, a different way, which you know? I, which
1: makes me, because I've always thought we're so different. Like, let's give a few examples of, like, how we're different. Like, Jenna's more artsy and i feel like i'm more like i you like i don't know i like to work out you don't really like to work out yeah um you are decorating styles are different um i think you are more like fly by the whim of your pants, a little bit less organized, and a little bit more, everything needs to be, like, straight here. Right. Um, you'll, like, make decisions last minute, and I, like, mean to think about them a little more. Right. Like, those different types of things, not saying one's better than the other, we're just different. Just different. Totally different. And so I was like, there's no way we're going to get the same test, but it's funny because you, like, read the things, and it's, like, on the things that, like, kind of, like, matter, I feel. Right. Like, we're the same. Like, we care a lot about traveling, and we're very excited about life, and, like, we just have our different ways of portraying yeah.
0: it. So Yeah.
1: So That's really cool. interesting.
0: Yeah. Um and then the next test, do you want to do the personality sure. test next? Yeah. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, it's called the per- 16 personality test and essentially there is um like the more popular personality types and there's the less po- popular personality types. My personal personality type is the campaigner. So anyone who knows what I'm talking about is ENFP-A. So um if you let me pull up my Thing here really quick okay so if you get this it'll open up and my opening like little quote it's so sweet it says it doesn't interest me what you do for a living I want to know what you ache for and if you dare to dream of meeting your heart's longing it doesn't interest me how old you are I want to know if you will risk looking like a fool for love for your dreams uh, for the adventure of being alive that's like something you would literally say that's like something you like would your literally wording. say <laughs> and because I mean I I don't know. It is It is true. And you just read more into this. And um, the, per, the campaigner personality is a true free spirit. They are often the life of the party. <laughs> thank you very much. Oh, you very but much. unlike types of the explorer role group, which is another personality type, campaigners are less interested in the sheer excitement and pleasure of the moment. And they are more interested in enjoying the social and emotional con- connection they make with others. Because I'm literally that person that... That will like there's people who will flit around and have like little short conversations with people like at a party or mm-hmm. you know in a bar setting or anything like that and I'll be that person who stands at a table and, and like has a full blown conversation about people's childhood for like twenty minutes and they're like okay I like want to go get a beer and I'm like no I want to know more. I want to know that's so funny but um anyway and it says like seven percent of the population um have like seven percent of like the entire population of the world have this personality type. And um, it just goes into more details. Like uh, they're sociable people, people pleasers. Um, they like the, They're like their diplomatic cousins are shaped by their in, um, intuitive quality, allowing them to read between the lines with curiosity and energy. Um, they tend to see life as a big complex puzzle where everything is connected. But unlike analyst personality types, who tend to see that puzzle as a series of systematic. M- nations, campaigners see it through a prism of emotion compassion and mysticism and are always looking for a deeper meaning um campaigners are fiercely independent and much more and and much more than stability and security they crave creativity and freedom and like what's so funny is i read some of this and i'm like i literally hated art lessons when i was a kid because like i love being creative i love doing art but i'm like mm-hmm. i hate that she's telling me how to make <laughs> yeah. art like like you're not supposed to there's not supposed to be rules around art right yeah um anyway, that's so funny. And then one of the things is like don't lose that little spark of madness. Um we can switch from personality, like not personalized, we can switch from different moods like really quick um i don't know it's really cool because it l- goes into depth and it describes who you are to a t it does and it's, it's like just crazy so so, so yeah. interesting and they can read more about like what your strengths and weaknesses are and then it gives you a list of other campaigners so other campaigners in the world that you may know robert downey jr robert williams quentin tarantino don't know that person don't know that person Kelly Clarkson, Will Smith, Meg Ryan, Ellen DeGeneres, Michael Scott from The Office, Yes. Spider Man. You are Michael Scott. How does that make you feel? Because you don't like The Office. I mean, he's pretty funny. <laughs> okay. We're also, no, campaigners are known for being pretty funny.
1: Oh, okay. I um, okay. mean, you need to like The Office, though.
0: Yeah. Carrie Bradshaw from Sex in the City, Willy Wonka from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and. You um, are Willy Wonka. I, oh, I am I look Willy at you Wonka. and see you, Willy. And see you, Willie. Um, but we have so it lists out um so it, it like breaks down what goes on in like your mind and what yeah. you're comprised of. So I am in my mind I am fifty eight percent extroverted, forty two percent in um introverted, and this has almost stayed half and half because I've taken this test like three times. I took it once in high school. I took it once in the middle of Europe and then this is my third time taking it now. And I've always been just about smack dab in the middle with my introverted and extroverted side. Interesting. And then, um, my... Energy is 70% intuitive and 30% observant, so I'm more intuitive. My nature is um, 37% thinking, 63% feeling, so I'm driven by my emotions. That's amazing. And then my tactics, okay, so this trait reflects your your approach to work, planning, and decision-making. So 43% judging, 57% prospecting. So what does that even mean? I
1: think it means that you, I, I might be wrong, but I think it means that you're, like, more, like, judging actions that people are doing than, like, analyzing them. Hmm. Because, wait, say, what was, you said, it was okay. just how much judging?
0: 46? It's 43% judging and 57% prospecting. Let me Google real fast. Yeah, what's prospecting mean? Anyway, and then my, ident- while well, she's looking that up, my identity, this trait underpins all others, showing how confident we are in our ability and decisions. So I'm 65% assertive and 35% turbulent. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident in my abilities and decision making. So I mean, that's good. It says good.
1: prospecting is like developing a database. Um, they're using it a lot in a sales way. On here it says, but like you're kind of like systematically like communicating with them in hopes of converting them from potential customer to current customer is the example that they give. Hmm. I don't know. So I don't know, if one I don't know what that be... means. Oh, here we go. Here's the exact question. What's the difference between prospecting and judging? The tactic scale, which includes the judging and prospecting personality traits reflects how people plan and deal with their options. Judging trait says that they are focused on the dedicated and dedicated to their goals and rarely get sidetracked and 20% is on the prospecting trait. Wow, I was completely wrong with what I thought it meant. But so judging pretty much means that you like are dedicated and like you're doing your goals and prospecting means I think that you're just
0: kind of like hanging out
1: yeah kind (laughs) of deciding I think Cool, which makes me feel better because I, in mine I was a sixty percent judging. And I was like, I don't feel like which I'm makes that sense. judgmental,
0: right? No, which makes sense because I would say that that's pretty. Spot okay, on. yeah. So that was just a different or a different definition of judging. That's the one that, that I didn't really quite understand. But yeah, yeah honestly, okay. if you guys haven't taken the sixteen personality trait test, it's really interesting.
1: And we will put a link too because yeah. you guys are probably like, okay, well, how do I do this? We'll put, give you the link of the exact one we did because there's slides on everything, like. Um, There's a slide on your strengths and weaknesses, your romantic relationships, friendships, parenthood, career path, workplace habits, your conclusion. And then, like, the stuff Jenna just said, like, it
0: is so interesting. They give you so much. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, like we said, I feel like these things, like, they are just kind of fun to do, but I feel like they can really help navigate through life a little bit.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, because I feel like a lot of times you don't know, like... That it's a weakness or that you're handling something wrong until you have hindsight and you're like, crap, I messed up in this way. But if you know going into it, like, hey, I have a tendency to do A, B, and C, and this is kind of one of those situations. Mm -hmm. This is one of my weaknesses, whatever. It's kind of nice to see it in black and white instead of just, like, speculating or have to pay hundreds of dollars to have a counselor trained in psychology tell you. Yeah. You know? I totally
1: agree. You can kind of, like, see it yourself. So I was the protagonist personality. And so, my little introduction says, Everything you do right now ripples outward and affects everyone. Your posture can shine your heart or transmit anxiety. Lovely. Your breath can radiate love or muddy the room in depression. Oh my gosh. Your glance can awaken joy. Your words can inspire freedom. Your every act can open hearts and minds. Well, it sounds like I can be a really good, positive. So like when she's good, she's re-shying. very, very good. But
0: when she's bad, so she's, she's that, horrid.
1: Yeah, it's kind of it sound like. Okay, so, um,. On my little side, what what is it what was this called on yours? I don't know what that
0: was called. Anyways, the,
1: um because I'm having a different go. page pop up than your.
0: Well, I was on my phone, you were on your laptop. Okay. That's probably well, why.
1: But I'm just gonna read it. I'm 76% extroverted, 24% introverted, I'm sixty-four percent intuitive, thirty-six percent observant, uh twenty-eight percent thinking, seventy-two percent feeling. judging, 40% prospecting, 56% assertive, and 44% turbulent. And then I thought this was so cute. It gives you like a little insight of the day. And I read this and I'm like, this is literally me. It says protagonists are the most likely personality type to say they forgive easily. And I have just never had a hard time with forgiving. I'll be so mad at someone. And ten minutes later, I'm over it. Yeah. Like, like sometimes with like Brady, I remember like growing up, like I'd be so mad at my parents as a kid or something. And I'd go to my room and be like, I never want to see you again, right? Like when you were ten. And then I'd lay there for fifteen minutes, be so mad, and then I was just over it. Like mm. I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't yeah. hold it against them. And I feel like that's the same t- relationship with my husband. Sometimes I just need to get away a little for a little while, and I'm over it. Right. It's you so don't weird. Hold a grudge that yeah. Much. Yeah. And it's not like it's. I do think forgiving is something, like, they say you have to work on sometimes, but I do think, like, lots of times it just kind of is natural for me, which is weird. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I do think it's something you have to work on, especially as you get older. I know, like, bitterness can happen, but I will say it has kind of been easier for me. So that was really interesting. Okay. And, yeah, it says that I um, radiate authenticity, concerns, and altruism. I'm unafraid to stand up and speak when feeling something needs to be said. It's also says that I'm a natural leader. Yay. That's fine. Yay. I'm genuine, caring. Anyways, you guys don't need to. You probably don't want to hear everything about all of us. But it's just interesting because we're letting you know what we all learned about ourselves. And who knows? Maybe it helps you understand us better. Also, my um, protagonist yeah, celebrities. White? Yeah, because you guys might find it interesting. I'll just say the ones I know. Barack Obama, Oprah Winfrey, if you, Jennifer Lawrence. Do you know any of these other people?
0: Ben Affleck.
1: Okay, Ben Affleck. know Afleck. him. Okay, okay.
0: Um, wow, who are all these That's people? all, that's all we know. Oh, Laura Lance, I know oh. her from The Arrow. Oh, it says underneath where, they, what they're from. And then Isabel, um, is from Crawley from Downtown, Downtown Abbey. Abbey.
1: Skyler White from Breaking Bad. Oh, Elizabeth Bennett from Pride and
0: Prejudice. Oh! I can see that! Penny? I don't know who that
1: is. The
0: Den- nearest... Targaryen? Da- Daenerys targaryen from, from game, game of, of thrones. thrones i know wait,
1: there's lots of game of thrones watchers out there
0: wow you you match up with some like really spitfire strong personalities
1: cool hmm. that's exciting that's very interesting i think so that was that one do you have any other questions about my personality no okay not really all right let's well, gonna hop into the love language part of this
0: podcast are you okay with this, this is kind of fun. Yeah. I'm kind of enjoying this. I hope you guys are enjoying yeah. this. Yeah. Well, and you
1: guys need to go take this. Like, that's why we wanted yeah. to do it, is because it's super helpful.
0: Yeah. It's, it's interesting to learn a little, little bit about yourself. Interesting. Might be a little narcissistic, but, you know, whatever. Oh, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. It's a podcast about us. It's a podcast about <laughs> us. So if that's not, you know. Okay. So, what's interesting about like the love language test is that I feel like I've taken it so many times throughout my life. Mm-hmm. And um and every single time it is like so stinking different for me because the for the, the longest time, my number one my number one was um acts of service. Yeah. And then it switched to um so then it was like acts of service and then it was physical touch and then it was um quality time third okay and then over time it was like physical touch was first and then it was acts of service second and then it was quality time third Mm -hmm. and now it switched to again and my number one is now quality time and my Number two is acts of service, and my number three is physical touch. What's your least one? My least one is gifts. Really? Like, I really don't care about gifts too much. And what's hard sometimes is that um, acts of service and gifts, I think, can kind of get, like, muddled up. Because it's not necessarily, like, the receiving the gift that I... Like, some people love that they, like, like, get something. Yeah. You know, and that's how they feel, love. And for me, it's, like... It, it doesn't, it's not necessarily the action of receiving something, it's the thought behind it, which is a little bit of, of the whole gifts thing too, but it's more yeah, so like... I see like, the acts
1: of service more in that
0: kind of... Right, it's yeah. it's more so like the long, like, I really, this was a really thoughtful gift for you, mm-hmm. like, I thought a long time about it, like, I remembered that you said you liked this. Yeah, that's... that's and that's the acts of service. Gift. Yeah, and that's, yeah, it really goes hand in
1: hand. Because
0: there's some, yeah, because there's some people, so that's why I feel it gets a little muddled sometimes, because I'm like... Because sometimes it is the thoughtful gift that makes me feel loved because of the acts of service. That's the act of service behind it. But it's not necessarily, like, just the gift itself where that's what gift giving.
1: I have a question for you. Do you think, because I've thought about this before, um, and also with my love languages, I've been like, which one does this fall under? I, like, love it if, like, Brady, like, leaves me a little note. Or, like, sometimes my mom will, like, send me a card. Or, like, people will just drop. Or, like, you know, I've had friends send me a postcard. Like, that kind of stuff. It's almost like a little gift, but it's also kind of like an... Act. Do you think that's gifts or acts of service?
0: <coughs> I think that's more acts of service. Okay,
1: okay. Yeah, because I, I love that. That makes me feel loved. But yeah. I didn't know which one that fell under. No, I think that's acts
0: of service, okay. yeah.
1: So, give us an example of how you would feel the most loved. How I'd feel the most loved. Like, if someone did something for
0: you. Like, if I did... What would I do that would make you feel the most loved? Hmm... I don't know. It's so hard, too, because I honestly need to, like, cross-examine myself a little bit more. Because some of the questions they were asking was, like, if someone helps you with a task. Because, like, yes, I love it when somebody helps me with a task, but I'm also such a control freak that, like, I'm the kind of person that, like, I would rather my house be a mess than someone clean it the wrong way. Oh, really? Like, I'm just such a weirdo like that. So, while – because, like, yesterday – my mom, she was here, and she cleaned up my kitchen for me, whatever. And, like, that was so nice and made me feel so loved. But at the same time, it gave me, like, a little bit of anxiety because I'm, like, did she do it wrong? You know, like, did oh she put stuff away wrong yeah. type of thing? So, like, I feel like that's where it sounds weird to say, but, like, my personality and my love language clash a little bit. Oh, my gosh. Because I love for people to do stuff for me too, for me, and I love it when they put in that, like, extra effort to be, like, hey, I know that you've been, like, really stressed out. Let me do this thing for you. Yeah. Or, like, Serena, she'll be like, I know you've been trying to get your laundry done, but you haven't had, like, five free minutes to put a load in. Let me do your laundry. But I'm like, okay, yeah, but did you put this shirt in with this shirt? Because then it's going to be all messed or up. Or did you, like, put thing. it in the dryer when or it should Or when down it down. shouldn't. So, it's, like, it's so hard because I'm like, I love the thoughtfulness behind it, but I also, like, don't want them to do it. But I do want them to do yeah. it. Yeah. So, it's, like, weird because I feel like my personality and my love language clash sometimes. So, that's kind of hard. But, um. I, I get, like, that with some things. Like, I don't let Brady do my laundry because.
1: Your laundry is a very touchy thing. Yes. If you put the wrong thing in the dryer, it's ruined. Like, yeah, yeah. That can
0: be, like, oh, we could probably do a whole podcast but, episode on that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> laundry in the dryer, um, no longer friends. Um, what, like, do you feel the most loved, like, when someone, like, goes out to dinner with you? Like, when do you feel the most happiest and the most, like, loved by your friends? When, like, when? somebody
0: remembers details. Okay. That is literally, and I don't even know what that falls under, Okay, but I've noticed, like, like it could make me like cry like if yeah. someone remembers like I have this one friend who I worked with for a while she doesn't work with me anymore but um she came to my birthday and she got me like a random hodgepodge box of gifts and it was like one of those balls you put like in between yourself and the wall to like rub out knots and it was like a necklace holder and then it was like five other random things that i had literally probably mentioned over a period of like a year just like not even full conversation is just like just like oh my gosh i couldn't find my necklace this morning i really need to get a necklace like i need it really need to get a jewelry holder just like super random stuff that i had like mumbled under my breath not even specifically yeah that's it right there she just looked behind her that i like specific i didn't even specifically mention them to her just kind of like mumbled them just in the moment and she remembered it at my birthday and brought me like this whole like like all this stuff that I had been needing that I didn't even remember saying that I needed. And so it's just like, I don't know, it's stuff like that or people being like, oh, I remember that you said that or like, hey, I remember you you said you liked this kind of coffee, I brought it for you or like something like that. So I think the biggest thing that makes me feel loved is people remembering details and i noticed that that's mm-hmm. what i try to do with other people too like a co-worker has gone for like a couple weeks i'm like you said you were going like i try really hard to be like you said you were going here you're meeting up with this person and asking not just like a general question like how was your vacation but like oh my gosh did you love going to vegas yeah, like how was your friend remember. How was the baby that your friend had what was his name again type of thing like yeah. you know all that kind of stuff so i think that And I noticed that that's how I show other people love, is remembering details. So I don't even, like I said, I don't even know what that falls under. But also, I have noticed more and more, I really, I really love spending time with people. And that used to not really be a thing. I really used to like my alone time. And I've become more of an introvert, I would Mm -hmm. say, over the past, like, three, four years. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've become more of an extrovert over the, the past three, four years. So I do, like, really love spending time with people.
1: I feel like that is more something, than I used to. I don't know. Like even as you grow older, I think you start to understand. Like, because when you're with your family all the time, it's like and eh, you're with them all the time. But then when you get older and you don't get to see them all the time, it's just like more precious. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is super interesting. I, I kind of
0: like, like rambled a little bit. Hopefully, that made sense. no. It did.
1: I also think that I do notice. Like when you look at how you portray your love to other people, I often think that is how you that is you how you how do feel it. Loved. right? Because you're like, oh my gosh, that would mean so much to me. So then you do it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, well, for my love language test... <gasps> what? Your physical touch is 3%. Yeah, I
0: know. Wow, that's hilarious. Yeah. Bra- that's Brady's number one, yeah. isn't it? Okay, so we have a struggle sometimes.
1: Yeah, just looking at mine. Okay, so my personality t- no, I mean my love language test Um, is... Number one is acts of service, and then number two is gifts. And, yeah, acts of service can be anything from you didn't dishes for me, or, like, you vacuumed, or, like, one time my friends cleaned my house, I don't, or my apartment, I don't remember if you were part of that or not. Yeah, that I was that one day. I still remember that, yeah, that was so and sweet. And we made you
0: breakfast.
1: Yeah, like, that is literally so sweet, and then, like, my mom, Brady and I made our own bed frame, and my mom had to finish it because we had to leave for Minneapolis, and so she, like, just finished, like, polying it and everything, and I was, like, and she just offered, like, she was, yeah. like, not, it wasn't, like, yeah, I'll do it, she's, like, I can finish it for you guys. Right. Okay, that was, like, so sweet. Um, So that type of stuff means a lot to me. Or if like Brady sees that I need help with something and he just does it without, especially without me asking, like that's huge. And then um, gifts has always been some, one of mine too, and it doesn't have to be anything big. Like I was telling you, even like the notes, but that can also fall under the other thing. But like you said, almost like with someone like remembers, like it needs, like, yeah. It, ha- it has to be, or like one a couple times Brady's got me something. He's like, this just made me think of you. Yeah, and I'm like, that is literally the sweetest thing ever. Right, like. I don't know, like, this is gonna, I'm gonna sound like I'm being really picky, but if you just get me some random gift for my birthday, like, that doesn't make me feel, No. you know what I mean? It's not, like, the fact that, it's not just stuff, it needs to be something that means
0: that you thought of me, kind of. Right.
1: Um, yeah, so my least one is
0: physical touch. (laughs) Coming in at 3%. And I've noticed that, like, even my friends that are big huggers, like, I I can't remember the last time I hugged you. Yeah,
1: but does that make you sad? No. You're fine with it? I'm fine with it. Okay. Because, like, I have, like, friends that always hug, and I'm like, oh, here comes the hug. Like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. And I don't mind hugging, like, my mom and dad and stuff right. when I leave, and obviously, like, Brady, but I don't know. Even, like, more extended family who tries to hug me, or, like, people I'm not super close with, I'm just like, why are we hugging right now? Like, right. this doesn't need to be a thing. Um, And it can be hard with Brady because his number one is physical touch, so he'll be like, why haven't you touched me today? Like, and it literally can just be like, holding his hand, or rubbing his back, and like, all those things. And I will say that I'm way more touchy with him than I am with anyone else. Right. So, but yeah, like when I took this test, it's like, how do you feel more loved? And like, did you see on there, a lot of times it said like, a hug or something?
0: Yeah. And I never clicked the hug. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Like, no hug. Um, What's, what's really interesting, though, about the um, love language test, I had a friend who took it once, and they're like, I am well-rounded, so I can feel love. Like, anyway, and that is the case with some people. So, like, for me, like, your percentages are a lot more, like, crazy than mine are, where mine are, like, my number one is at 33%, and your number one is at 40%.
1: That's true. What's your number two?
0: And that. so my number two my number two is um at 23 oh, percent mine's 27 and then okay. my na- number three is at 20 percent and then it goes 13 and then 10. yeah mine's 17 13 three <laughs> yeah and so yours are like yours is like you need this one in your life to feel loved that's where true. me you could probably do just about anything in my top three and I'll be like good to go that's so you know? true so you have to pay attention to not just like what's your number one and what's your number two yeah. you have to pay attention to how like how drastic the percentages are yeah. because there are some people who if they that's don't good. get their number one yeah they'll be fine because they they're rounded off and in other places just like they're rounded off and in the other love languages enough yeah. and then there's some people who are like i need that number one or i'm going to be sad
1: that's so true and that's that's how i feel you don't give me that when I'm sad. That's so true. I'm sad. That is so true. It's just crazy you guys. Every time we're taking these tests I'm learning so many things about myself yeah. and I feel like people need to know these things about me to understand me you know. Like I need to come right. with a book.
0: And I it's feel like, right? everyone who's yeah. close
1: to me and my friends and family and like my husband I need to be like this is what you need to know about me. Give it to me. <laughs> give it to me and give it to me no. now. <laughs> um, no but I do the and I think it's that's what I was saying. I think it's helpful to know about them. Like Brady and I are so different, you guys. So different. It's like, how do we get along sometimes? Right. And I honestly think it's, which we need to be better at. Everyone needs to improve. Right. But we need to we need to understand how the other person feels about things and how the right. other person views the world and everything. Like, it is so
0: important. And it's, and some people don't even, like, know. I'm like, I'm like so what's your love language? Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, I'm for like, a while, like, because it's not just, because there is a Christian speaker who did a, um who did uh, who like made a a uh, thing of books. So it's mm, like yeah. your love languages and your kids' love languages like so it's like a parenting book. It's um a relationship book. It's a yeah. book for singles, it's a book for friendships, it's a book for preteens. Like so yeah. he made a whole line into a Christian guy, but it's not even just a like a believer thing it is a it's definitely just a personality it's thing totally you need to know how thing. people yeah. Yeah. how people feel loved and cherished and cared about and how they perceive what other people feel about them and so i asked my parents i'm like what's your love language and they're like what what's that and i'm like huh what? I feel like everyone knows that. Whenever I ask people, they usually know the answer. Yeah, they usually know. That's a good one. Or you explain it to them, and they can be like, oh, I'm probably yeah." Blah, you, blah, blah. I
1: was going to say, I hadn't taken this one in a while, and my number one used to be gifts, and I had honestly decided, I was like, I think acts of service is above gifts now. Yeah. Like, you just kind of know. You so, just kind of know, yeah. Um, we'll for sure link this one, too, because it's super important to know, especially, especially, like, in close friendships, like, like, with your, like, girlfriends or guy friends or whatever, and then also when you're getting into relationships, I think it's really important. Um, well, I mean, like, romantic relationships. So, yeah, so we will, or if you have, like, roommates or something, I think living with people, like, it's really important to know. It kind of gives
0: you, like, a sneaky little, like, like, how can I make them like me more? Yeah, you know, like. Like, ooh, I know something. I know (laughs) some stuff, or even, or even if you pick up on it from, like your co-workers a little bit yes like if you know like one of the people you work with their day is a lot better if there's someone I work with I'm like their day will be a lot better and they'll be a lot nicer to me today if I ask about something personal in their lives and they get to talk about themselves for a minute
1: okay and that's something I was actually just talking about this with work with with someone everyone loves to talk about themselves yep well maybe like there's one percent of people out there who just hate everyone and don't want to talk about anything but Everyone wants to talk about themselves. So when you want to make someone feel special, just ask questions about their life. When you're interested in someone, when you make them feel like they are interesting, it makes them feel special
0: right which is again why and i don't even know if it's a love language thing or if it's just a little life hack yeah which is why i love to remember details about people mm-hmm. because if you can if you're just like hey how was your weekend they'd be like oh good how was yours and you're like oh good and then you move on but if you're like oh my gosh you had that thing this weekend how yeah. was it yeah. how did it go like like did you how was how are the roads how was weather blah blah was there a lot of construction i know there's some construction going on in that town you know mm-hmm. like where'd you guys go to eat i know you said you wanted to go to the cheesecake factory like if you remember yeah. those things are like okay so they're not just like saying this to be polite they're actually genuinely interested and then that registers in their mind as i'm important mm-hmm. and i mean something to someone as more than just a small talk polite topic
1: and it shows that you are actually listening, listening and because attention. lots of times people will ask questions and not li- not listen for a response and yeah. i think we're all guilty of that i've literally done that before right. when i actually care about the answer and then like something is going on and i'm so distracted i forget to listen right so yeah that's really important yeah a hundred percent so you
0: guys. So take these tests. Test, yes, learn a little us. bit about yourself. Learn about your loved ones, and um, let us know how it works. Um, again, our DMs are always open. You guys, we'd love to hear from you. Um, maybe we'll put up like a poll or something along those lines. We love putting up those polls. We love. They're so fun. You guys get to know everything about us. We love to learn stuff about you guys. So we'll put, try yeah. to put up a few polls, kind of along these lines, mm-hmm. and see what you guys have to say for us.
1: Yes. I love that. Um, make sure that if you guys like this podcast, you go give us five stars and to subscribe and you leave guys. Leave a little review review. Yes, leave a little review. And make sure you tune again next week for another episode of Coffee and a Combo Podcast with your favorites.
0: Bye-bye. Bye, guys.